the net operating income is calculated as the total rental income minus operating expenses, but not including taxes and debt service. So net operating income. And that's frankly where we create value. If you're increasing your net operating income, you're increasing value in that property. Welcome back to the Investing with Purpose podcast, where we explore the intersection of success and significance. We discuss alternative investment options from our experience buying hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate, but most importantly, how we're using that business to impact people in a positive way to leave a legacy that matters. Let's get after it. Welcome back to the Investing with Purpose podcast. My name is Stephen Libman. Thanks for joining us as always. So this morning, my team and I got together and we went through KPIs. So we're looking at key performance indicators and what to track and why to track it. And I thought maybe it would be interesting to share some of those KPIs with you guys. We're doing KPIs for various different things. We have marketing, we have sales, we have asset management, we have capital management, we have just operations. So let's just go through a couple on each just so you kind of have an idea of what we're tracking on a weekly basis and why we're tracking that. So obviously lead generation, how many people are coming in to our ecosystem that are new interested parties to what it is that we do, whether it comes in through this podcast, through social media posts, or just website visits, inquiries, referrals, and then where are those leads coming from? And then after they come in and they're starting to get educated, we're sending videos out, some podcasts out of frequently asked questions and some of the just top level why multifamily real estate versus the stock market, what are the tax benefits, some of those things. Then we want to track how many of those leads attend a webinar. We're actually talking about the investment itself, whether that's a deal or the fund or whatever. How many leads come in? How many of those convert to a webinar? And then in the webinar, how many people raise their hand and say, yes, we're going to invest, right? And then you have to track the cost per lead. Are you doing advertising? We historically have not. It's all been word of mouth. But if you do start doing as advertising, what's that cost per lead, cost per click? And then what's the return on investment? What's the financial return generated by marketing campaigns or initiatives? And we track that in uh, terms of cost per lead or cost per conversion. That's total customer acquisition cost, meaning from the marketing campaign to the lead gen to the cultivation, webinars, just interactions, time with the employees or our staff, and then understanding what your customer acquisition cost is a big one. Number two, sales. Sales revenue, sales conversion rate, average deal size. So investment sales is a little bit different than typical sales, right? It's similar insofar that you have to create a relationship with somebody that says, yes, I'm going to buy the product or invest with you. But the sales cycle is so different. It's not like I'm coming in and saying, here, Check out this mug. You want this mug? Then we can sell them the mug. It's really an education process. A lot of people don't know that they can invest in multifamily real estate. So there's an education time frame. The conversion rate is one thing, but the sales cycle length is vastly different depending on whether somebody came in and just listened to us do our webinar on the last deal that we did and said, yep, I'm going to make a decision today. Or if they need more information, they need to say, okay, I'm going to listen to more podcasts. I'm going to watch more YouTube videos. I'm going to ask my accountant about depreciation. I'm going to do some more of these things. And sometimes the sales cycle is six months before somebody decides to make a decision. Other times people hear exactly what we do, they get it and they jump in right away. So anyway, sales revenue, sales conversion rate, 
average deal size, meaning how much is the average investor putting in. Our average investor puts in, I think, about 300 grand. The sales cycle length, again, varies from days to months. Client retention rate. So this is probably one of our proudest rates. It's 96, 97% of client retention, meaning those people reinvest with us after we give them their capital back, which is amazing. And then we have asset management KPIs. What's the occupancy rate? Now, this is done per property and then portfolio-wide. So occupancy rate, number of percentage of units occupied by tenants. So that's physical occupancy. We also do economic occupancy, which means of those tenants, how many are paying? So that's the percentage of the people that are occupying and paying is economic occupancy rate. Rental income coming in, the net operating income is calculated as the total rental income minus operating expenses, but not including taxes and debt service. So net operating income. And that's frankly where we create value. If you're increasing your net operating income, you're increasing value in that property. And that's how we know strategically how we can project what the value will be in a couple of years. Our return on investment, that's portfolio-wide, that's investor-wide, that's just personally, like what's the ROI? And then cash on cash return is annual cash flow generated as a percentage of the initial investment. So capital management. So this is inside the fund, right? We have a lot of investors, a lot of capital distributions, accruals, various, right? So we talk about equity raised. We talk about the debt to equity ratio, measuring the firm's leverage by comparing debt to equity capital. You know, this last deal that we did, it was 60% debt, 40% equity on that project. So debt to equity ratio is important just to to see solvency and total economic health. Return on equity, you're measuring the return generated on the equity investment. DSCR, debt service coverage ratio. So it's the ability to cover debt obligations with cash flow. So when you go in to a property, if you have a one debt service coverage ratio, that means the debt service costs as much as the income. If it's a two, then you have double the income than what the debt costs. So a minimum, you want to see 1.3% or 1.3 times, and then average and healthy, 1516, and that should increase over time as you're increasing the rents. And then what's your cost of capital? So what does it cost to provide funding? Also, we have property maintenance costs, right? That's all in the asset management report, the vacancy rate, average length of stay. So how long does a tenant typically stay at the property? Tenant satisfaction, And then operating expense ratio. What is your expense ratio? Typically, we're seeing 47-ish percent across the portfolio, depending on some different areas. You can have those expense ratios go higher. But when you're underwriting deals, if you see that another operator has a high expense ratio, maybe there's an opportunity to create value there by decreasing that expense ratio as well. So anyway, we just went through it today and I figured maybe... It would be interesting for you to hear where we're tracking those numbers. And all of those numbers get tracked on a weekly basis, analyzed weekly and monthly, and then end up in the quarterly reports, which end up in your hands every 90 days, kind of talking about what the portfolio and what the fund is doing. So anyway, go to investingwithpurpose.org to learn more, to potentially partner with us, get educational resources, and just learn more about the nonprofits that we are partnering with on every single deal we do. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Investing with Purpose podcast. If you're finding value, would you leave us a review and share this with your friends? And go to investingwithpurpose.org to learn more about how to partner with us and to learn more about the nonprofits that we support around the world.